Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Hey, welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the dude, so that's what you call me. Or you can call me Anthony. Some of you have gotten to know me pretty well. Oh, it's the Wednesday Shot episode. Hey, how's it going, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it, well, the the female equivalent to hanging? I, you know, I'm just, it's Wednesday, man. I'm just trying to get through this week just like everybody else. Uh... Some of you are probably starting off your week because you got to work the hellish weekends that they are. But, uh, you know, what are we all out there to do? We're out there to make money, goddammit. And the best way to make money, put on a fake smile and tell uh, some Karen customer that she's uh, the best customer that you've ever had. Oh, boy, it's sickening. Anyway, uh, I can't deny you guys every episode I start with a drink. I can't off too much so anyway this week's drink uh i, I went searching for this one you know, last su- sunday was father's day happy father's day to uh, all the guys out there that are fathers uh i really went searching for something s- special something different and i came up on esquire.com this drink that sounds at least interesting it's called the red pepper padre um, uh, courtesy of Padre Azul Tequila takes a sweet crunch of a red bell pepper and pairs it with a biting black pepper and of course, lightly spicing tequila Blanco, uh, uh, rounding out the cocktail with the citrus, citrus flair is orange liqueur, freshly, freshly squeezed lime juice. It won't taste or look like anything that anybody's had before, but guaranteed to make you happy. So I'm, uh, Looking at, they didn't give an actual recipe, these bastards. Oh, here it is. Found it. Had to scroll down. Two ounces of tequila blanco, three three to four strips of red bell pepper, black pepper, three quarter ounce orange liqueur, one ounce fresh lime juice, one ounce, one half ounce, sorry, of simple syrup. Directions, muddled tequila, red pepper strips, and black pepper. Mix all ingredients, shake, then strain twice. Uh, three times and you're playing with yourself. Pour into a uh, coupe glass. Looks like uh, kind of like a champagne glass. Martini glass would probably work just fine too. And uh, just optional, rim half the glass with a little bit of black pepper. Garnish with a red pepper strip. Uh, Pod, uh, Padre Azul uh, Tequila Blanco is a $90 bottle, so that's probably a top shelf drink there, but people. Uh, if you feel like to try it with uh, something a, a little bit lower for your customer's sake because they don't want to 
uh, pay, what would that equal up to? Probably about a $15 shot. Uh, uh, try try like tequila, uh, some other silver tequila out there. There's a bunch of them. Uh, maybe, maybe even try Cabo Wabo. I don't know. Um, but Hey, if you guys try that drink out, let me know. I want to, uh, know what that's like. There are too many drinks out there for me to try. And, uh, you know, I just don't think my liver can take it. So I want to hear about it from you guys. Try that drink out and email me dude at heybartenderpodcast.com and put in the subject, the name of the drink that you tried and let me know what you thought of it. I'd love to hear from you. You know, people, I got to get off this whole TikTok thing because every time I look at TikTok, something on there uh, annoys the fuck out of me or pisses me off. I mean, sure, there are a lot of uh, people on there that are talented and uh, are really good at video editing. But when you see things that are trying to make a social change, like posting every single goddamn Karen that you see, it's it's getting really freaking annoying, if you ask me. Uh, you know, all, all these women... Uh, that are, you know, well, as bartenders and servers, we run into Karens all the time. And, uh, you know, my, my best example, there was this, uh, skinny lady that used to come in and she always had, uh, had something to say about everything. And, uh, you know, she'd take a sip out of her Jack and Coke and say, um, excuse me, but this Coca-Cola is flat. Well, I just replaced the bag. Oh my God, you use a bag? That's so disgusting. And, and I, you know, or, you know, if she found two broken chips inside her chips and salsa, which was a very classy dinner for her, I'm pretty sure, she uh, would complain, excuse me, but are these chips from the bottom of the bag? And, uh, you know, it's she, they always have something to say. And, no matter what you do to try to calm them down, uh, they they don't ever understand. They enjoy the fight. They enjoy uh, complaining, and that's the way it is. Now, I don't want any customer out there whatsoever to sit back and think that all cust- uh, all bartenders and servers uh, think of any customer as a Karen or whatever the male equivalent of Karen is, and because. There are a lot of really groovy customers. The groovy customers outweigh the uh, Karen customers by far. It, uh, but the Karen customers can ruin your day uh, at the snap of a finger. And oftentimes they show up at the beginning of your shift. Am I right? Ugh. But, you know, uh, I you know what? I haven't had to deal with uh, that kind of Karen for a really long time. But, uh, you know, it, uh, it almost... Uh, you know, sometimes they can ruin your day. Sometimes uh, you can ruin theirs, which really isn't easy because odds are their day was already ruined before they got there. Makes me wonder, though, uh, you know, if the bar industry should move over to uh, completely automation. Let's say the restaurant industry should move over, move over to completely automation. Uh, what would that be like for these people that like to complain about every damn thing? I mean, you'd, be, you'd still have to have one or two employees available. Uh, a cashier or a hostess or uh, uh, or some just some kind of uh, human representation wandering around, especially to bus tables. And that person is going to receive the brunt of every single uh, complaint that happens in the restaurant industry. So I'm dead set against 
uh, complete automation at a bar. Uh, I've watched a couple videos. Now, you can look them up on YouTube where they have like these automa- uh, robot bartenders. I'm sure it's just a novelty. I mean, it, uh, they some kid from MIT that's probably brilliant decided that they wanted to invent the first robotic bartender. And the first robotic bartender, one that I saw at least, every liquor uh, pretty much from the well was hooked up to one gun and uh, put placed uh, with, you know, servos, circuits and stuff like that on a, on a robot. And it, I have to admit, it uh, looked like it worked pretty good. Made a rum and Coke, made a Long Island iced tea. There's already guns that do all your well liquors. I know that. Uh, but uh, they completely, in some restaurant or wherever it was, uh, replaced the bartender with a robot. And I thought, well, okay, uh, for well drinks, that's all well and good. But you imagine how many different uh, liquors you'd have to uh, put in this robot in order for it to make drinks. And because there are so many different liquors out there and a lot of people prefer their own, you know, uh, they have their particular brand. So, you know, sure. The customer might uh, walk up and say, I'd like a rum and Coke, but they don't want the uh, stuff that's in the well. They want Bacardi or uh, they, maybe they want a, a, a specific light rum or a dark rum. Or uh, they ask for a vodka cranberry or a screwdriver, uh, and they don't want regular well vodka. They want something a little bit higher up the shelf, say like Tito's or Absolute. And I think that would probably eventually uh, make the robot break because, I mean, if they develop the robot to turn around, look for the right bottle, reach up, grab the bottle, turn back around, and start pouring the drink... Uh, eventually the robot's going to screw up. But I am also a big believer in robots trying to take over mankind. So, no, I'm not a big believer. I uh, just laugh at the whole idea of it. Uh, Because I watch a lot of movies, you know? But some of you bartenders and servers out there are probably sitting back uh, thinking to yourself, "Ah, Uh, automation isn't going to take away my job. Uh, I I think twice about that. Any of you been into any of the restaurants that have an iPad or uh, a cl- equivalent of uh, sitting on the table and people can place their orders on those pads and uh, then the ticket gets sent to the kitchen, the cook starts to work, and then you sit there and play Tetris or some kind of trivia game on that board while they wait for their food. The only thing missing out uh, at that point is a conveyor belt system that brings the food out to the table. And uh, then all of a sudden, there's no need for servers anymore. Uh, or, uh, you know, a bartender, you know, uh, somebody, uh, you know, a big group of people order their drinks off that same uh, tablet. And then say they got to stick it into a little doorway and then tell it to go to booth three, seat four. And uh, then the uh, drink gets delivered out. There goes the servers, but you still have that need for the bartenders and the cooks, especially the cooks, uh, because you can't have real. You can't really have a robot make a make food yet. I bartenders, uh, bartenders, I've seen it happen 
uh, where you know uh, they have like uh, what was that thing in Japan or something like that? Like they put the glass on top of uh, this deal, type in what drink they have, and then it goes underneath all the bottles, and then it pushes the glass up into the bottle, and it drops out a perfect shot. Now I see that working for most liquors, but when you get those liquors that are very sugar based or you know like Bailey's, best example right there. I mean, uh, when the bars that I worked at uh, started using bubble pours, the Bailey's bottle was the first one to malfunction on us constantly, but just because it would get all gummed up, and then you you know it clicked too soon, so you have to drop it back down, try again, click. Or not click at all, and then uh, if you're uh, depending on that thing to stop, uh, it ain't going to stop. So uh, you know they they basically set it up. I think it was in Japan, so that the glass just goes down the line and pushes up against the bottle, and then keeps going down the line. Yeah, that's that that could happen to us, and uh, but food. That's a different story. I mean, uh, you can't uh, really... Well, I've never seen uh, food made on a conveyor belt. I'm sure it happens. Uh, I mean, I'm a single guy. I do eat frozen foods every now and then. That may be done on a conveyor belt, for all I know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, the day probably will come eventually Well, where service the service industry is changed completely to... Complete automation. I mean, even McDonald's is really close to it. They, they uh, well, no, wait. Uh, I remember seeing when I was a teenager, Burger King. Uh, they th- they threw their patties into a conveyor belt and then flame broiled, and, uh, and then they get spat out the other side. Uh, well, if they could time it right or do whatever prop uh, properly, it could fall right on the burger, and you know. But dumping lettuce and tomato, I'm, I digress. I'm kind of rambling at this point. But the one thing that I don't see ever changing the service industry is the need for a personality. Because people like to see a smile when they see the waitress or waiter walk up and say, Hey, how you doing? How's your day? Uh, what can I start you off with? And, you know, it uh, gives you a nice homey feeling. Uh, it's welcoming and makes the customer feel, uh, feel welcome in that establishment until they piss you off. Then you can make them feel like shit, but the bartender, the, Oh man. I mean, if they change that into complete automation, maybe in a club type situation that might work where bartender really doesn't have time to talk to anybody, but in the small mom and pop stores or the smaller bars, uh, that have, you know, people that came in, came in just to sit and have a quiet drink. And they think that they came in for a quiet drink, but really they're, uh, they're in there for company. That's I, anybody who says when they go to the bar, I just want to be alone. They're lying to you. They, there's something wrong in their head. And because if they just want to want to be alone, they could have just as easily picked up a six pack from the store and went home, sat in the dark and watched TV and, or, you know, stopped by any liquor store or whatever, but no, they decided to go to a bar and, you know, uh, are they, you know, desperately seeking, seeking attention most likely, but 
the bartender uh, role and the server role is, uh, in most restaurant is, um, you know, it's part, what gives the place personality in my worthless opinion. I just decided that's what I was going to call it right now. I, I don't script these shows, people. But uh, the the bartender and the servers are what give the place personality, and you can't really take that away. Uh, I mean, if all of a sudden they started doing, like, vending machines in a bar, you know, so, uh, you know, you decide, oh, I'm going to stop by the bar, and then you got to walk over to a vending machine, and the, uh, you push the button, and uh, after looking at the whole selection of 38 beers that they have in that, uh, in that vending machine and ultimately order Coors Light. Uh, you know, you, it drops out the bottom, all shaken up, good to go. Or maybe even like those really old soda machines back in the early 80s when it dropped out a cup and then uh, filled it up with uh, syrup and soda. Uh, uh, but instead, they do it with beer. I don't really see that happening with hard liquor, but hey, you never know. It, you know, they develop like kiosks like that, but then, uh, you know, the the people, uh, you know, they go in, they uh, go in to talk to people. That's the point of the bar. It's this. It's the. Uh, that was like the social network pre cell phones, pre Facebook, pre Friendster, whatever, and uh, so. You walk into a bar, you're there to talk to people. You're there to make friends. and uh, But sometimes you can't talk to just anybody. That's why a lot of people develop a rapport with you, the bartender or server. So they have somebody to talk to, uh, somebody that kind of feels like a friend. Non-judgmental, maybe somebody that is non-biased. Uh, that's, uh, that's probably a good way to put it because, you know, like maybe they feel like they should talk to a friend but their friend might be unbiased, uh, unbiased or in that situation and side with him completely or side with her completely uh, in no matter what the problem is that they're having with their life. And uh, so they, they need somebody that is unbiased, and you can't get that from a computer. Well, the computer can be unbiased, but uh, uh, like Alexa, when she says, I'm sorry, but I can't answer that right now. That's probably the Alexa equivalent of fuck if I know. Or maybe in a situation, hey, you know what? I think I just uh, feel, realized what the male equivalent uh, equivalent of Karen is. It might be Brian. It's, maybe did, did this all originate with that uh, Dane Cook sketch, the Karen and the Brian? Because he talks about how Karen's always a douchebag and fucking Brian's coming. Uh, until somebody tells me different, I'm going to go with it. When, uh, you know, you have automated, let's say that you go into a restaurant that's completely automated and the Karen or the Brian, uh, is gonna, uh, probably be the first person to break the robot or the machine because, um, uh, my Coca-Cola is flat. This beer, uh, has too much head on it or you, this, uh, this is undercooked and you know, they're going to try yelling at, uh, uh, artificial intelligence and demand to speak to the manager of the artificial intelligence, which will probably be, uh, somebody in a different city that happens to be sitting in front of a webcam. That'd be interesting. If anything, I, you know, I'd, I'd actually love to watch a Brian or a Karen try to complain 
to an artificial intelligence and, um, you know, yell at, uh, yell at Alexa or, you know, shake the shit out of their iPhone because Siri doesn't know how to get to wherever they want to go or doesn't take the route that they want. That's a big one. Because uh, I remember when GPSs first became affordable and I, uh, I thought they were the greatest thing, but there's the, always that one guy that says, GPS doesn't know the route I take. It's way faster. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, if you don't know the area, obviously you don't need a GPS if you know the area. Uh, but if you don't know the area, GPSs are extremely useful. Shit. I mean, that's how I got, uh, got around town the first year I lived where I live. Oh, the idea of watching a Karen or a Brian fight with an inanimate, inanimate object. Ah, that I can't wait for those TikTok videos to come out. Oh, well, anyway, that's that's it for the Short Shot Wednesday episode. Uh, just uh, get a couple things off my chest. That's basically what this uh, show's all about. So uh, remember to join join me on the next episode, which will come out this Saturday. Uh, whatever the date is, today's the 24th, this Saturday, 25th, 26th, ah, uh, June 27th. Uh, join me this Saturday, uh, uh, whatever I decide to talk about, or uh, because I don't have a guest lined up the, uh, this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after that, I will. Uh, uh, so, you know, stick around for that. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to all the people that follow me on Instagram, where you can follow me uh, at profile name Hey Bartender Podcast. Thanks to all my followers on Facebook. Uh, also, the, you can follow me there too on Hey uh, uh, at Hey Bartender Podcast. TikTok people, I'm sure you uh, are aware of my presence whenever I'm there. It's Hey Bartender P O one. If you want to contact Hey Bartender Podcast for any reason, tell me a drink. Tell me. Uh, something cool that happened to you at work, or even tell me about a problem that you're having and get a bartender's point of view, which uh, this bartender uh, doesn't really give great advice, but uh, you know, uh, it you know it can happen. Uh, I definitely won't give you a robotic uh, advice. That's another uh, thing reason why they won't go full automation on bartenders. But email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I also like to promote music on my shows. So if you have our music act and you want to be promoted on my show, uh, usually goes over great for you guys. Just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. But until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make sure I tell you lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody, especially Karen. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.